0: Welcome. You are listening to the Financial Compass Podcast, presented by the Bullman Wealth Group. These shows are designed to provide information to both pre- and post-retirees, so they may be able to make more informed decisions about their financial future. Our Financial Compass process goes beyond traditional, holistic financial planning. We care as much about you and your lifestyle as we do about your plan. At the Bullman Wealth Group, we want to help you define what matters most and inspire you to go and do it. Your host is Bullman Wealth Group financial advisor, Scott Vallon, who for more than a decade has provided financial leadership for those he serves.
1: Hello and welcome to the Your Financial Compass podcast. My name is Scott Vallon. I'm a financial advisor in Roseville, California, and I appreciate anyone who's listening to this. I get a lot of feedback, folks reaching out, and I really appreciate that You know, people are hearing this and, and getting value from it. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. Each episode, we tackle a different topic and do a little deep dive into it. Some of it might be basic, and some of it might be really in-depth. Everyone has a different understanding of, of financial concepts, so I try to keep it easy to understand, easy to grasp for the folks that aren't super in-depth or in their knowledge of finances. So this episode is going to be about traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs, traditional 401ks and Roth 401ks. What are they? What are the differences? What are the pros and cons? What does it all mean? And as I always say, if anything you hear Prompts more questions, or you want, you know, want to go into more detail with it, or anything? Feel welcome to reach out to us. You can reach out to us via email at ask, ask at bullmanwealth.com. So that's ask at b u l m a n wealth dot com. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start on the traditional side of the coin. Traditional IRA traditional 401k. And a little bit about the history of them and, and what they mean. So the first thing I'll mention is this. I always boil it down. One way I like to understand it is 400 number accounts, 401ks, 403bs, 457s are always attached to a workplace or an employer. Even if it's a former employer, say you worked for XYZ company 10 years ago, you might still have your 401k there. But the point is, 400 number accounts are always attached to an employer or a workplace. IRAs, outside of one exception, with what's called a simple IRA, uh, in the majority of cases, IRAs are outside of the workplace, meaning something that you own on your own. So with that understanding... We'll start with the oldest style of these accounts, of these four accounts we're going to talk about, and it's the traditional IRA. And it was started in 1974. Their traditional 401K started four years later in 1978. So the biggest difference between these, well, a couple differences. One, like I just mentioned, it depends on where they're located. So if you're still working there's a very good chance you have a 401k or a comparable account at your workplace. So let's start there. 401ks, these traditional 401ks. These are plans offered by your workplace that allow you to put pre-tax contributions into the account and it defers taxes or puts them off to a later date. So what does that mean? Let's just say Jane Doe. She's working as a nurse. She makes $100,000 a year. If she contributes $10,000 into her traditional 401k, well, it's going in pre-tax, meaning $10,000 goes in over the course of the year, and her income, which we said was $100,000, well, it's reduced by the amount that she contributes into her 401k. So in this case, she makes $100,000 a year, she put $10,000 into her 401k in that given year. Well, when she files taxes, the following year, it's going to make it look like she made $10,000 less. So she'll be taxed on 90000 So that $10,000 that she invested, well, as we said, it's deferring taxes, meaning it's putting them off to a later date. So say over time, she's adding each year into this account. Well, eventually, once you get in to a certain age, which for these accounts is 59 and a half, once you're older than 59 and a half, you can start withdrawing from the account without penalty. So let's fast forward, say Jane Doe's 65 and she's retired. Well, if she's got half a million dollars in her 401k, everything she pulls out of it, say as a distribution, is taxed as income. So all of those taxes that she deferred all along the way, well, guess what? She's going to start owing them now. So as she's pulling money out of this account, say in a given year she pulls out $20,000 in her retirement, well, that year it'll look like her income is $20,000 higher. It's taxed as regular income. So you're deferring or delaying the taxes to a later date. So, in one regard, hey, I need a tax break now. I'm paying too much in taxes, which, you know, is a thorn in a lot of folks' sides. Well, you get the break now with a traditional 401k. Some of you might be lucky enough to get a company match. What that means is say John Doe's working and he's putting in $10,000. Well, he can get a company match. We've seen those going anywhere from 1% to 5%, one to 6%. What that means is that company, a match, is that company is generally matching whatever you're putting in. So say he's putting in their match is 3%. Say that's where it tops out. Well, in many instances, John Doe would have to put in 3% of his own money that year to get the 3% match. But it is always nice to get that match because it's free money. That's money. All you have to do is contribute a little to get that benefit of that match. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. With traditional 401ks, you get a tax break now. So there's also what are called contribution limits. So let's say you're listening to this and you're 50 or under the age of 50. If that's you, in a given year, you can put in up to Twenty-two and a half thousand dollars of your own money and contributions. That does not include the match. So that 22. thousand that, you know that's the ceiling, that does not include anything the company's matching. So say you put in 22 and a half, the company's matching five percent. Well, that's in addition to what you're putting in. So that's for anyone that is under the age of 50. However, if you're over the age of 50, they have a catch-up provision. These numbers have changed, and they will continue to change, I think. Well, right now, if you're over the age of 50, you can put in $30,000 into your traditional 401k. So it allows you, the company plan... You know, the IRS, they allow you to put in $7,500 more. It's called the catch-up provision. So once you're over 50, you can put in a good bit more. So these are 401ks. What's inside of a 401k? Generally, and this isn't true in every case, but the majority of companies are going to have mutual funds um, that you can invest in. Every once in a while, we've seen companies that will allow company stock, but you're investing in these accounts hoping for them to grow. Uh, we've seen companies offer anywhere from five to 25 funds, just a different collection of different areas of the market. But the biggest things to remember it's through a workplace, and you can contribute $22,500 a year if you're under 50. Over 50, it's $30,000. And like we said, with a traditional 401k, you get a tax break now. But guess what? In the future, you will have to pay taxes. Also, if you need money, 401ks allow for loans. So generally, they'll allow a loan that you can take. Some companies, you have to pay it back over a five-year span. As far as I understand, you can take up to 50% of the account, up to 50000 as a loan. So 401ks allow a loan. IRAs, traditional IRAs, which we'll talk about in a second, don't. And I guess I'll mention this now in terms of there's a lot of parallels between traditional 401ks and traditional IRAs. Well, let's go to a traditional IRA. An IRA, an individual retirement account, that's the acronym or the acronym is IRA for that. These are accounts that are outside of a workplace. So say you're, you know, just starting off or and want to start investing money, you might start an IRA the contribution limits are tremendously different for a, not a SEP IRA. That's a whole other discussion. I'll try to, I'll leave that out. Maybe I'll tackle that in a future, future podcast, but just basic traditional IRAs. If you're under the age of 50, the contribution limit is 6,500. If you're 50 or older, it shoots up tremendously to (laughs) 7,500. There's a thousand dollar difference. So it's, dramatically different in terms of how much you can contribute. But as I said earlier, an IRA is always outside of a workplace. So, it's still a traditional IRA still has that same tax deferral, meaning you're putting money in pre-tax. So say John or Jane Doe puts in $5,000 into an IRA that year, a traditional IRA, well their income is reduced by that amount just like it is with a traditional 401k, and again, you're deferring those taxes to a later date. One thing that we see a lot is a lot of times, if someone and we see this all the time, people changing jobs, and say you work at an old employer, your 401k is still sitting there. A lot of folks will transfer that into an IRA because, again, once you do that, say you've got a hundred thousand in an old 401k, a company you worked with eight years ago, for example. Well, you can roll that into a traditional IRA. It does not create a taxable event. It's almost like moving from one pocket into the other. But what that does is, A, you can work with an advisor, you know, like like us. And generally, it's going to offer a lot more options to invest in. You know, where the 401k, you're kind of a prisoner to the limited amount of funds they offer. Well, an IRA is going to have a lot more because you have a much wider palette of things to select. So, at the end of the day, those are the big differences with the traditional IRA, traditional 401k. The biggest difference is the contribution limits. Um, but, like I said, a lot of times, if you didn't know you could do this, if you have old 401ks floating out there, you might want to consider moving it into an IRA, a traditional IRA. So after, what, 12 minutes, that's kind of traditional IRAs and 401Ks in a nutshell. So then we segue into Roth IRAs and Roth 401Ks. So as we mentioned earlier, the traditional IRA was introduced in 1974. Well, the Roth IRA didn't come out until 1997, uh, a long time later, 23 years later. A Roth 401k came out nine years after that. They didn't come out till January 1st, 2006. So how do they differ? Many of you probably know, and that's great. Some of you might think you know. Some of you have no idea, and you've always been afraid to ask. So where a Roth account differs is you're putting money in post-tax. So what does that mean? Well, let's start with a just like the traditional IRAs, a Roth 401k is at a workplace. A Roth IRA is outside the workplace. So say we put $5,000 into a Roth IRA. And they have, by the way, they have the exact same contribution limits as I mentioned earlier in the show with traditional IRAs and traditional 401ks. So for example, going back, John Doe has a Roth IRA. He puts $5,000 in that year. Well, his taxes, his income is not reduced by 5000 He pays the taxes then. But here's the big difference. He's getting the taxes out of the way now, but everything that he puts into the Roth, so all his contributions and all the gains are tax-free forever. In my opinion, that's very powerful. I would imagine a lot of people would agree with this. I think tax rates are going to go up over time. So if we've got a lot of money in our traditional 401k, that is great. But you got to remember, at some point when you start pulling money out, you're going to get taxed on all of it. And if it's at a higher tax rate, well, less of it is yours, more of it is Uncle Sam's. So that's why, you know, one of the reasons I think a Roth IRA is more powerful. I use an analogy sometimes, might seem a bit silly, and di- you know, and explaining the difference between a Roth and a traditional. But let me—I'll run it by you. See your thoughts. So, here's a scenario: you walk up to someone and they have a bag of apple seed. You got two options. One is I'm gonna sell you the seed. I don't charge you any tax now. You plant the seeds. An orchard grows, and all the apples that you pick, I'm gonna tax you on that. So I don't tax you on the seed. I tax you on all the apples that grow. So that's option one. Option two is I'm going to tax you on the seed now. Then you plant the orchard, and at that point, all of the apples are yours. So you pay it taxes on the seed now, plant it, all the apples, and all the fruit is yours. That's option two. Well, option one is a traditional IRA or traditional 401k. Option two is the Roth. Generally, when I from my experience, when I give those examples to someone, they say, I like the second one better. Again, because it's about the taxes. So say you have a Roth 401k outside of work, or a Roth IRA outside of work, sorry. Well, you're putting in post-tax. Here's the thing though. Roth IRAs are very powerful, but there are income limitations. So what does that mean, income limitations? Well, for a married, let's just say, example, a married couple filing taxes jointly, well, if their income is over $228,000 combined, well, they can get phased out of a Roth IRA. So as powerful as a tool as it is, it can get phased out for the higher income earners. So then we look at, okay, well, what is a Roth 401k? Again, this is the last account of the four that was introduced to the mix back in 2006. Well, what I love about Roth 401ks is you can do it all through your work and the contribution limits are so much higher. Just like with the traditional IRA, you know, if you're over the age of 50, a Roth IRA, you can only put in 7500 a year and there's income limitations. Roth 401k, you can put in 30000 a year and there's no income limitations. So again, it's such a powerful tool you can do through your workplace. A lot of people don't even know That they have a Roth 401k. I meet with folks and I tell them, hey, do you know if you have one? I don't know. Go ask if you're still working there. I saw a stat. CNBC did a a study in the fall of 2022 and they said 88% of employers now offer a Roth 401k. So this is certainly something worth looking into if you're still working because of that tax-free nature. Because again, if you're putting the, you get the taxes out of the way now, you put the money in, everything you put in plus their growth is all yours. It doesn't matter how much taxes increase in the future. And again, to me, that's a very powerful tool. I get a question a lot, hey, well, you know, how does a Roth account grow versus a traditional? I said, it doesn't matter. It's You can invest it the exact same way. One doesn't grow better or earn better interest versus the other. It's all about what you have it invested in. The biggest difference, as we've learned, is the tax ramifications of it. So as I said a few minutes ago, if you're not sure, if you say you're still working and you're not sure if you have a Roth 401k, I would go ask. And if you don't have one, I would ask, why not? Why are we one of the 12% of companies that doesn't have a Roth 401k? So we could go further into the weeds with SEP IRAs and Roth conversions. That's something I think I've tackled on at least Roth conversions in in past podcasts. Today, I just wanted to go over the basic overview of the different accounts, the traditional IRA and traditional 401k. And how those compare with the Roth IRA and the Roth 401k. Again, if anything you heard prompts more questions, feel welcome to reach out to us. Ask at BowmanWealth.com. If you are hearing this and want to leave a review, by all means, wherever you're listening to it, feel welcome to leave a review. And also with that Ask at BowmanWealth email, if you have a show subject, like, hey, I've got a question about X topic shoot us a recommendation. We're always open to those. Um, But nonetheless, thank you for listening. I hope you learned something. I try to keep these lean and mean. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And we will talk to you next time. Thank you.
0: The following content is for information purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performances or an indication of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Opinions expressed are solely those of Bowman Wealth Group and our editorial staff. The information contained in this material has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed accuracy or completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. Any statements or opinions expressed should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of any state other than the states where otherwise legally permitted. Advisory services are offered through Chris Bowman Inc., DBA, Bowman Wealth Group. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through Chris Bowman Inc., DBA, BWG Insurance Agency.